You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, Google, Alexa, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter, here with you all on a Monday when we've normally been going Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the podcast, but I've got some stuff that I just can't wait to share with you guys. We're going to do two subjects here. First, though, is going to be the Tulane uh, swingman, Melvin Frazier, who had a very impressive combine, and we've got some sound from him talking about the Pelicans, about New Orleans, about his game, and what he wants to hope and do in the NBA. This was a guy who maybe the Pelicans were going to be able to look at in the second round, but after that impressive combine, not so sure. Sounding like he might be a first-round pick. And as a graduate of Tulane, that's pretty damn cool to me. Also, what you guys want to hear, an update maybe on the Pelicans and the G League. Do we have anywhere they might put the team? I'll let you guys know what I heard. Nothing concrete, nothing official whatsoever, but just going to pass this on along because it's been a little bit since we've heard anything about that. So let's just jump right on into everything in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So Tulane's own had a pretty big combine, Melvin Frazier Jr. Melvin Frazier here had a tremendous day, though he did end up sitting out the five-on-five games on Friday, but that's after a very good Thursday, and I don't think he wants to do anything that might hurt his stop. So Frazier measured in basically at six foot six and a wingspan of nearly seven foot two. That's absolutely bonkers for a swingman who's going to play on the wing. He's got an eight foot nine standing reach, which is also nuts, especially when you consider that he was six foot five or listed at that in college. So this is a guy who kind of opened some eyes up here with everything that went on. And this is the type of player who's kind of in demand in today's NBA. He's a wing who can shoot, who has a decent enough shot, nothing amazing, but who's also excellent at defense. And that's really where he hangs his hat. So we had a guy from the Locked On Network over there at the Combine, Matt Schock of the Locked On Pistons, who was kind enough to get some sound. So let's play it. And here is what Melvin Frazier has had to say after having a pretty good combine day you having fun during this process i mean is it is it letting you have i know you're emotional you're nervous but are you having fun while you're doing this at first it was kind of like just like everything at once just hitting me at once but um i just prayed about it and you know just taking it day by day i know that i never had this type of experience again so just taking my time with it and enjoying the process what have you been doing since the season ended where have you been training i've been training in la with my um agent um, what's it like kind of being around when the, the Pelicans in New Orleans when they were making their, their run and uh, in the playoffs? I mean, is it nice to be around New Orleans when they're, when they're making that kind of uh, run, that kind of season that they had? Yeah, it was, it was a good season, a little run they had, crowd. The city was, was live. Like, everybody was just liking it. I liked it too, so it was good. Is that a team that's uh, talked to you so far in the process? Oh, yeah, I, I had an interview with them. How did that go? It went good. What do you think that would be like to be back in uh, Louisiana? Okay. I mean, it'd be crazy. I don't even know. I just know it'd be crazy, though. What are, what are the guys you've modeled your game after and brought pieces in, into, into what you do? I really um, look at, like, Kawhi Leonard, kind of be defensive player, defensive stopper, and he can kind of score, too. So I really play like him and model myself after him. 
maybe talk to the Magic at all and have any meetings scheduled with them? I think so. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But, okay. um, gotcha. yeah. You're a high flyer. What is your favorite dunk that you can remember throwing down? I just like to do a windmill. That's my that's my <laughs> best one. Do you have a memory of like one that you've like just cocked it all the way back and you're like, oh. <laughs> Probably against Temple, uh, I would say Southeastern, one of them two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think you need to improve on to stick at the end of the game? I would say my jump shot. Because by me jumping so high, my, my release point is inconsistent. So that's something that I've been working on. And it's getting better. Yeah. You went from like 29% or something last year to like 38 or something this year. Yeah. Like took a big leap. Like right. So it's like just working on the shots and like taking the right shots. And not just taking shots just to shoot. So just knowing which ones to take and which ones not to take. What are some of the ways that you've worked on like improving that consistency with the release point? Like just like stepping into it and not off of two feet and just like like a, a little hop. Don't have to jump that, that high because I'm 6'6", six, six, so like a lot of people wouldn't block my shots. So just stepping into it, just good feel. You're a ridiculous defender. Is that something you take pride in? Yeah, I like defending, so I don't really even care about scoring. I like <laughs> playing defense. I just know defense creates offense, so that's what I like to do. What do, what do you like so much about it, though? What is the like mentality there that you just love about it? It's just aggressive and like I know that defense creates offense and just gets everybody going. Everybody likes to play deep. Everybody likes to see somebody play defense because nowadays nobody really don't play defense. <laughs> it's true. <I> love it. <laughs> who are the teams that you've talked to today in the last couple of days, and who are the ones you have scheduled interviews with as well? I can't remember all of them, but I know I did the Pelicans, Lakers. Um, did Toronto today. Uh, who else I did? Uh, spot like I can remember. When did you realize you could be a professional basketball player? When do you think that kind of popped into your head? Like, as me growing up playing basketball, this guy named Lawrence Gilbert always told me that I would play in the NBA. It was like, once you sit down and take it serious and just put everything together, your work ethic go up, you're going to be an NBA player. So, like, I kind of just listened to him and just like probably like after my freshman, sophomore year, just kind of took it more serious. And then it just popped up. And when you were a little guy, who did you look up to? Who was the player that you idolized? Honestly, I don't even watch TV and stuff like that. I always was like outside playing sports and stuff like that. So really didn't watch TV as much. The, probably the thing that the teams are looking for most right now, if it's not a point guard, the three and D guys, the wing guys, that you feel like this is a this era of the NBA basketball is kind of this is your time. Yeah, I think I think I feel good with that three and D. Yeah. yeah. The more you can do, I mean, if you can put it on the floor a little bit, what are the things you can do besides hit three point shots and defend? Are there other things that you? I mean, offer? I think I talk well, gets everybody engaged. Um, I can pass the ball good, rebound, I can do like all over the board really, Just cover all checks on the board. Have you met with Detroit? Pistons? No, I don't think I'm going to do that. 
Tough not to really like everything he said there, and I think the biggest thing we can all take away is he's already met with the Pelicans well before the combine really started. It must have been after he declared for the draft and they could maybe officially talk to him in some capacity. But nice to see that he's on New Orleans' radar. You could see Dell Demps over at Fogelman, Devlin Fieldhouse, whatever you want to call it, watching occasional two-lane games as they scouted him there. So definitely a guy who's on the Pelicans' radar, but after the performance at the combine doing really, really well, it's kind of tough to maybe see him falling to to the New Orleans Pelicans in the second round since they don't have a first round pick. So maybe not much of a chance for him there. But man, you got to like a guy who models his game after Kawhi Leonard who's trying to develop more of a jump shot and doesn't even care about scoring and wants to just go out and play defense. Certainly seems like a guy that would fit here in New Orleans. So it's something to keep an eye on. Does his stock keep rising? But certainly it sounds like that's kind of who's been on their radar. But now, you know, with a guy who's got a real high demand skill set, a long athletic wing with a decent shot and excellent defense, the exact type of player who NBA teams want might not happen anymore. And it's sounding, at least as of now, that he's going to be a late second round pick. But good for Tulane. I'm a little bit biased here, of course. I know a lot of my listeners are a little bit biased as well as my phone is making noise. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see where he goes, but I'm very excited to see it. And hopefully he makes some noise in the draft, in the combine, and all the rest of this, and then in the NBA, and hopefully with the New Orleans Pelicans. Don't forget, we are in the middle of the conference finals, and it is fun now that they're not going to just be blowouts in one direction. At least we're not getting sweeps. So make sure you listen to Locked On NBA Daily, Monday through Friday, five days a week, a rotating cast of hosts talking about the games, the stories you want to know, everything you need to be a smarter NBA fan. So make sure you listen and subscribe daily, at least on Wednesday, when I'm up there co-hosting to Locked On NBA. So an update on the Pelicans and the G League, and this is a topic that they've been largely silent on, save for Dell Demps going on local radio way earlier in the year and saying right now we've kind of shelved that, and it sounds like basically all the cities they were looking to try and put this in couldn't really support it or didn't want to support it with those city dollars, something that I can understand why when you see all these stadiums that go up, people are very much against it when it basically bankrupts a municipality. So I understand, and it makes a lot of sense, and honestly, when it comes to the G League, I think it's better to maybe just to have them play in the Pelicans practice facility, have games there, or throw it in St. Tammany and they didn't want to do that, and just make it easy and more or less just keep the two things the same. That's what a lot of teams do. Hell, the Lakers G League team plays their games at the Lakers practice facility. Memphis plays at a smaller place in the same city as them in Memphis, so there's no reason to really put them far away. But what I'm hearing And this isn't concrete. Don't take this as a statement of fact. Just passing along what I hear. Take it as that. And that's that the Pelicans are looking to put this team potentially in Birmingham. Or at least it's on their radar. Not saying it's going to be there. But it sounds like they're going to be meeting with the city over the next couple of days to try and get this maybe hammered out to gauge some interest. That wasn't really a name on their early list that included the likes of Pensacola, Shreveport, Mobile, and all those places which basically have just moved on from this theory or this idea of having a G League team. And now maybe they're looking at Birmingham. So still in that Gulf South region, maybe the Deep South, whatever you want to call it, that could be a potential spot. Getting a G League team, which at one point during this season, I thought they weren't going to get for next year, even though they've announced it, I think is an important thing. It shows you're a top organization in the NBA because basically all teams have a G League affiliate now. That seems to be a good thing. You'll eventually maybe see the draft expanded or see roster spots expanded so that you can fill up a G League roster with your own 
guys, call them up and down as needed, and you can kind of get away from this two-way contract stuff, which it sounds like maybe wasn't the biggest hit, in, at least in its first season, that players and agents and teams thought it was going to be, especially when you can kind of just cut these guys and sign someone else to one. We saw the Pelicans do that, particularly with Quinn Cook and others, and bring in other guys they thought as needed, um, and it kind of burned through some money, didn't really have the point of developing a player like you thought it would. So getting a G League team where you can put your own guys on it, your own coaching staff and all of that, and kind of have a little bit more control seems to be like a very important thing, particularly for a team that doesn't exactly, isn't filled to the brim with young players, and you're going to need to put Frank Jackson somewhere next year, because I don't think he's going to be ready to contribute to the NBA. You're going to get him time in the G League. You'd like to do it with your own coaching staff. So maybe Birmingham. Is that the best move? Is that the right idea? I'm not sure. As I said, I think maybe now you've got to look at it. Just do it in the Pelicans practice facility. People might go there to watch games because it's cool to see the practice facility. Maybe you see a player walking around, something like that. And maybe it's more incentive if you want to try and make some money and keep your costs low. Well, right there is the way to do it. But it sounds like they're looking at other venues. The original plan hasn't gone exactly like they wanted, which is okay. But don't delay it for a year. Get a team out there. Get some people to run it. And I think that's only going to be a good thing. So again, just passing on what I heard, uh, nothing concrete. Again, these are just early talks. It sounds like maybe it goes nowhere, but that's kind of the area, or at least right now, the city that they're targeting with where they want to put their G League franchise. No news on name, anything like that. Simply still kind of in the fact finding stage when it comes to location. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Like I said, two quick updates. We got a G League update. We needed to hear that. We haven't heard anything on that in a very, very long time. So hopefully the Pelicans can get that done. And Melvin Frazier, guy that was on the Pelicans second round radar, may be moving on up and out of their grasp now. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. Not entirely sure yet, but you know there's going to be three total podcasts this week. So I'll just say I'll be with you all next time.